1: And good afternoon on the second college football, college football Saturday of the 2017 season. We are back in the friendly atmosphere on the LSU Tiger campus, where tonight 12th-ranked LSU Tigers will have their first home game of the season against the UT Chattanooga Mocs. Good evening, (laughs) along with former LSU great quarterback Herb Tyler, I'm Deke Bellavere. Coming up on today's program, we will go around the nation, several big games, including another ACC-SEC weekend tilt. All the Auburn Tigers contenders in the SEC? Well, we'll find that out a little later. But all the Auburn Tigers are contending on the national scene. Today would be one of those questions that could be answered somewhat to see if they can go on the road and defeat the defending national champion, Clemson Tigers. We'll talk about that one later up coming on. Also, our boot report looking at state college football. Some more interesting matchups this weekend, including one in Ruston, the Battle of Bulldogs, Mississippi State, and Louisiana Tech. And also, of course, our feature matchup, LSU and UT Chattanooga. Herb looking from week one to week two. Coach speak, players, the most significant improvement throughout the season. They say takes course between week one and week two. Not much, Herb, not much you can kind of point out last week that the Tigers made. There were eye-glaring mistakes. There were a few will go over. Pretty pretty good first showing last week, shutting out a BYU team and uh, really defensively picking up where they left off in the bowl game.
2: Absolutely. I was thoroughly impressed by the defense. Um, you know, the offense I thought looked very, very good as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, we just need to clean up some of those mistakes as far as the, the penalties and shooting ourselves in the foot and short yardage and things of that nature so we can complete these particular drives and get either touchdowns or, or field goals and we definitely have to get back to making some field goals we can't miss in those field goals when those those are key intricate three points that we need throughout mm-hmm. the game
1: no doubt about it and when herb's talking about last week and we'll get into it there weren't many flaws on the lsu if you cross your cornerback and look one thing would be a red zone where the tigers were 50 percent there were three of six the one that really hurt the most was that 13 play drive on the fourth and goal yeah. in which uh, williams got bottled up for negative 2, and they didn't get any points out of that in the missed field goal. No. So you want to complete that drive. Obviously, the penalties, Herb, LSU came out clean, really. They didn't do much uh, as far the form of penalties early on in the contest. But boy, by halftime, they started piling up on the Tigers uh, in that contest and finish up with 10 for 86 last week and that's a number to where a coach speaks says anytime you get between 10 penalties and about 100 yards Herb, that equals about a touchdown either given up or loss uh, by some way in your form and want to stay away from that want to clean that up tonight and generally you see that from Absolutely. week one to week two
2: yeah you don't i mean you, you have to be able to clean that up because that's going to sustain you know what you look like for the rest of the season cuz mm-hmm. you know when you start playing against your, your your bigger opponents if you will in the SEC guys and in the west and also in the east i mean you have to be able to play very very clean games you have to score points and you have to make those drives count and be consistent every time that you play so in my in my opinion i think this this particular week that's one of the biggest things that we have to make sure that we clean up and we hold tight Two six zero one eight
1: seventy. you can text us at eight seventy eight seventy 870 getting your take on lsu this evening taking on UT Chattanooga. Looking across the Southeastern Conference as uh, we will go inside the SEC. And, Herb, right now it is Eastern Kentucky leading Kentucky 13-10. Ole Miss is at home before they go on the road next week to take on Cal Cross Country. The Rebels lead UT Martin 24-16. to 16. Later action this uh, afternoon has the number one-ranked Alabama Crimson tied at home against Fresno State. Arkansas entertains TCU. Tennessee at home against Indiana State and her but boy Butch Jones was almost a shade away from being as on the hot seat as Kevin Sumner was. <laughs> but they stopped their two point conversion just like they did a year ago against Appalachian State. They stopped it Monday night. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't matter, Herb, if you give up 560 yards rushing as long as you win.
2: You got to get the win. And you know, they got it. It doesn't it, it doesn't matter how much things happen you know, throughout the game. The only thing that matters is the, the end result and the score. Yep. Sometimes you still have to, you know, I mean, the, the the bullseye is still on your back, though. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that mm-hmm. just because you come out as a winner or victorious in that particular game that you don't go into this week knowing you have to you come out as a winner.
1: No doubt about it. Looking at the rest of the SEC, Vanderbilt is at home. or one in no, they take on Alabama A&M. Nichols State, after a big win, last-second win, as time expired against McNeese last week, they're at Texas A&M, and m and you got to feel that that crowd is ready to turn on A&M real quick if Nichols could hang in there early on. Clemson and Auburn, of course, that's tonight on ESPN. Uh, Battle of Columbia, so to speak, Columbia, South Carolina, Columbia, Missouri. Missouri is entertaining South Carolina. A Missouri ball club, Herb, that scored 73 points last week, over mm-hmm. 800 yards of offense, mm-hmm. but also gave up 40-plus and nearly 600 yards of offense. To Missouri
2: State. No, nah, you have to match defense with the offense. If you're not, if you're not, if your defense isn't playing as well as you, you know as it should, then you can be in the shootout with everybody, but you'll win half of those games. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win the, the, the games that count because you're going to run up against a team that's going to stop you from scoring 40 points. You know, you'll just get 28 or, or 24 or something like that. But if your defense is giving up 30, 35, 40 points a game, you won't win those.
1: Absolutely, and of course, also uh, later on this evening, it's an NBC primetime game. Notre Dame one and zero, entertaining one zero Georgia. All matchup has UT Chattanooga here against shoot the 12th ranked Tigers in Tiger Stadium on 639 kickoff. We will join the network at 430 and Rounding out week two. It's the battle of Bulldogs tonight at Joe Elliott in Ruston, Mississippi State a slight favorite six and a half point favorite at Louisiana Tech and that's a mm. that's a big game because Louisiana Tech also plays South Carolina Later this season in a tech ball club that has been playing extremely well under coach skip Holt.
2: You know Louisiana Tech's one of those teams where they're not a big D1 school but they play all of the big D1 schools. Yeah, so they get those yeah. recruits, and not only the recruits, but the guys that transfer from the big D1 school because they know they're going to play those guys. So they get a chance to be seen and play against a, a really tough competition week in and week out, even in their conference. So I look for – look, I look for – for La Tech maybe to pull off an upset here. It should be a big one. He was the architect, the quarterback of three straight bowl victories by a quarterback. That's
1: a, a feat in Tiger history. And 26-5 and as a starter, Herb Tyler. And Deke coming back, we will take a look at our scoreboard across the nation, the early games. Also, we'll take a look back at last week's big victory over BYU. LSU and UT Chattanooga. 639 kickoff tonight right here on Tiger Radio, WWF. The boys from the Bayou making their stop by here. our Official location just outside the athletic Administration building, we we dubbed them as the official cooks of the uh, LSU tailgate. Show. There you go. Yeah, Lafon, they bear, they've been here with us. Uh, man, heard they've been through with us with, with Bobby, T-Bob, and now her We got a we got a there slew go. of people, but they stayed the same. We're Some fine people have.
2: from Cut Off, Louisiana. Man, no right. better place. I'm They're already
1: you. in mid-season form, week one. There you go. All right. <laughs> is the number to get involved. You can text us at 870-870. Coming up, we will go around the horn. We'll visit with Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director, to give us his take on the Tigers today, taking on uh, UT Chattanooga. And UT Chattanooga, I heard, was interesting. They played the first week of the season. Uh, against uh, Jacksonville State, mm-hmm. uh, but if I if my memory serves me correctly and my notes are correct, they did not play last week. They were off uh, in week two of the season. I think they played on the 26th, and uh, I got more notes here. Yeah, they played on the 26th, and they were yep. open last week, yep. and so that will be interesting to see them. They had a week off, so next week to prepare for LSU. And they are highly thought of in the FCS uh, poll, FBS poll, that is. No, FCS. They are were ranked 12th. They dropped a little bit after losing to Jacksonville State at number 14. But what was interesting, and we'll find out a little later talking to Ken Henley, who covers UT Chattanooga, they're one of those ball clubs, Herb, that you see so many at the 1AA, now FCS level, they have a lot of transfers. This starting quarterback was in the mix. He kind of got lost in between the Zach. Uh, Dak Prescott and uh, Williams mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. shuffle in Mississippi State, so he transferred there. This is his first year. He started a couple weeks ago when they played Jacksonville State. I uh, have a wide receiver out of Texas Tech. They've got several other transfers that have been there. They've got a lot of lot of guys, and you see that a lot in these programs, and that's how a lot of them can kind of compete, her, especially on their playoff level, and they feel like this is one of those teams uh, that, that can be on the playoff level. Now, we're talking about two different levels, what they're competing on, but the point is they got some Division One talent on their team.
2: Well, you, you think about it, as far as their schedule is concerned, first of all, um, this is the biggest game on their schedule. That's right. You know, other than them trying to get into the playoffs and playing for a championship mm-hmm. eventually if they mm-hmm. get there. Now, with that being said, it's just like us before Alabama game, we always have a, a week off to prepare. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a really good um, – I never did, like, bye weeks early on in the season, but for them this is a great – time to have a bye week now to go back to your point about having those d1 players on that particular the roster think about it man these are the same guys that were recruited all on campus at some big one school at some point so they still are hungry. They're just as hungry right. as they were before. And they're even, I think they're even more hungry to show everybody what they can do and why were they overlooked, why they were on campus. And, you know, why didn't the coach give them an opportunity to play be starters or, or you know, at least regulars on, on the field at those particular schools. So they're going to come out and try to make a statement here, and they're going to fight. They're not going to lay down at all. These guys know how to play. They got the talent. It's just all about whether or not they can come together and overcome the obstacles of having a, a team like LSU that's just strong everywhere. And um, that's going to really, you know, pound them in the run game. They're going to pound them on defense, and they're going to do the best that they can on on special teams to be able to to just put this game away early. Well, Herb, you know, now where it kind of – the
1: shift in college football has changed, obviously, dramatically over the years from the way things are done on campus and then the way coaches go out and recruit. It used to be the thing, you know, come on in, recruit. And uh, we'll get you in. And very few players, her were expected to come in and make an impact because of the way we're going to go with the upperclassmen. They've been in our system. Now it's completely different. You're seeing more and more high number of volumes, not only LSU but other schools, playing freshmen, true freshmen, yep. in that first game to get them out there. And that's just that's the way things are now. And you want them. They can help us now. Four starters last week for lsu which was the most since in over a decade 12 years to start the contest over 15 freshmen playing last week at the red shirt or true freshmen they made some impacts to herb so that goes yeah. to show you by the time you're talking about yes last week's game against byu today against ut chattanooga you can have two games under your belt before you get in the conference play mm-hmm. and you come back and play syracuse basically A handful of games nearly under your belt before you get into the beef of the schedule. Right. Getting those guys some experience. And some of them didn't play like actual true freshmen last week. It points to what you do from a recruiting standpoint. Not only lip service. Look, you all going to play. No, when you got 15 players playing and four starting, you can go in a kid's living room and say, no, you will come in here and play. And, it, and the proof's in the pudding.
2: Well, it's, it's twofold with that. You know, there's a couple of different reasons. And the first reason is a lot of these guys are leaving early. Yep. You know, they're not staying four years. And, mm-hmm. and they're playing early, too, as freshmen. So they're only there on campus for three years. They graduate after three years. So so they're going. So they don't, They're you know, they, they're not on the roster anymore. And then the other thing is these freshmen that are coming in are, are play ready. They're ready to play right now. They don't have, you know, they don't need a year or, uh, you know, a redshirt year to get ready. These guys are eager and they're ready to play now. They Their workout regimen is – Full time, all year long, while in high school, like it is in college. So that's that's a couple of different things, and then mature level, uh, the maturity level is is just through the roof when it mm-hmm. comes to football. Let's call it that. Now, with that being said, I mean, and then you add the the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, really good position coaches that are getting these guys ready to play early, and, um, and then you get what you've seen last week.
1: No doubt about it. That's Herb Tyler. I'm Dee County You're down to LSU. And tonight, UT Chattanooga. You know, last week, uh, Herb, LSU set the tone, tremendously mm-hmm. what they did on the defensive side of the football. I but some it. interesting numbers. We talk about Dave Aranda. Now, 13 games in which the Tigers have allowed only 16 offensive touchdowns in the Dave Aranda era. and They've not allowed a point in eight straight quarters. You'd have to go back to, what, the AM game the last time. They allowed an offensive point to uh, undercoach Dave Aranda, allowing giving up 1.2 touchdowns per contest. And when you think about it, what they did rushing last week, Herb, not only rushing the football, but the opposing team's rush. And that was supposed to be a veteran. That was an offensive line for BYU to return four starters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people say, well, BYU, look, we can only no. go by who they played and what they had coming back and what we were told. And they were told they had a veteran offensive line. They finished with minus five yards rushing. That's the fewest allowed in 35 years. <laughs> they had to go back to 82 when the Tigers held O missed into an unbelievable negative 50 yards rushing. But the first time in 35 years you hold a team like that, and Herb, it doesn't matter what club it is. To me, that shows you from quarter one to the end of the contest, there was no drop-off in what they wanted to do, regardless of what player was in there, second team, third team, this guy, this tackle, or what have you. They all had the mindset to play for 60 minutes, and defensively
2: against the rush, they did. Well, I, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say this all year long, and, and <laughs> every time I get to talk about Coach Amanda, it's – his attitude and what he brings to the table every day, every morning, every practice, every play, you know, these kids are taking on that attitude. And mm-hmm. you saw that last week. I mean, they won't be denied. They're going to deny you every yard that you try to get. You're going to have to earn everything that you get. And that's the one thing that I like about Coach Aranda. Um, you know, he leaves it all on the field whether it's at practice whether it's in the in the in the meeting room whether it's in mm-hmm. a game you're going to get his very best i mean i follow him on social media the stuff he says on social media gets me riled up that's right. i'm hyped i'm ready to go out there and play so that's the one thing i love about him and i think the guys that play for him and that's being recruited by him are, are going to really truly love about him
1: and of course lsu now under coach ogeron from an interim and uh with the head title on him improves to seven in two in nine games and of those seven victories all have come by double digits or more mm-hmm. in victories. And the two losses uh, were by a uh, touchdown or less to uh, Alabama and Florida a year ago. Coming up, we'll have a CBS update for you. Then Jeff Palermo will be with us to give us his take. We'll take an early look at the college football scoreboard and more of Herb's take. we got to get Herb to give us a take on how the quarterbacks did last week, including Danny Etlane. we got a brief look at the uh, young freshman yep. in Miles Brennan, yep. what we will see tonight, and what Herb is expecting under the center position that being quarterback tonight for the bayou Bengals, five zero four two six oh is the number to get involved and heard by danny etling 14 to 17 miles brennan i think we'll see a
2: little more of them tonight we should you know i, I look to see danny edling continue or pick up where he left off last week mm-hmm. so i'll see him being around the same thing 17 of 20 or something like that and then uh that he should be done by the first or second series in the third quarter, and I think we'll see a lot of more, a lot more of, of Miles Brennan, and I expect to see the same of him. You know, I expect him to go out there, play clean football, throw the ball well, don't put the team in bad situations, and be consistent. Um, that's one of the things that Coach Canada preaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I like that about Coach Canada. If you notice, last week Danny Etling was more prepared than he's ever been ever in a football game, from what I've seen of him play, especially here at LSU. So that right there, to me, that's a commitment to go to. Coach Canada and how he well he gets those guys prepared from Monday through Thursday or Friday.
1: That's a man that's been there and done that. Herb Tyler, for the LSU Tigers, he is with us breaking down the Tigers and the Mocks, the UT Chattanooga Mocks. What is a Mock? We'll get to that in just a <laughs> moment too as well. Jumping the conversation, you got a question for Herb about LSU to schedule, the rest of the SEC, or college football in general. And there's a big one way out west tonight. We got to get Herb's take on as well. He oh, has yeah. both eyes on tonight and that big one out west between Stanford and Southern Cal. But first up, here is a CBS update. Number 12, LSU, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga tonight, a 639 kickoff here on Tiger Radio, WWL, just in front of the LSU Athletic Administration Building on the beautiful LSU campus where the 12th ranked Tigers tonight had their home opener. Joining us, a gentleman that knows an awful lot about LSU, Louisiana Sports Director at Louisiana Network, and columnist at WWL.com is Jeff Palermo. Jeff, Good evening. Thank you for joining us. LSU at home, and it's always a special time to be at home. I think everybody says that, but it is something really that Coach Ogeron started from when he was placed in the interim mode to really capitalize that every time that we're in this stadium, let's capitalize not only on us playing at home, but the entire venue, the entire atmosphere. What can we do to get people involved? It starts with that Tiger Walk, and you never know who yeah. you're going to see, and it's gotten to be a, a, a situation where it's become real popular with the not only the older players, the veteran players, but it's also real popular with the fans. And I think that's one of the things now that you kind of hang your hat on like, okay, this is something that's always been a tradition, but let's bring it back up a little bit.
0: Yeah, that was one of the first things, as you mentioned, that Coach O did when he took over on the interim level. Let's face it, the last couple of years of the last Miles era, it just became stale. A lot of things in the program became stale and uh, games inside Tiger Stadium unless they were playing uh, Alabama or some other A uh, big-time matchup that was being played, but uh, even though this is a, a, a home opener against an FCS school, there's still a lot of excitement. About it. Part of it is a nice win I think against CYU. An opportunity to see maybe Miles Burns uh, get out there and throw the football around in the second half of this game, but I think the other thing is, is that um uh, you know, Coach Ed trying to split so much importance on playing at home and getting the crowd behind them. And I think this team's gonna come out fired up because of it. I think the question is with this game is you know, once that adrenaline rolls off and quiets and, and down, will this team stay focused if they build an early lead and, and continue to finish this game strong like they did last Saturday against DYU?
2: Well Jeff this herb here, man, I You led right into the question that I wanted to ask you is how does Coach O get the guys prepared this week to make sure that they don't have that letdown here or that, you know, they're not in a dogfight here uh, during this particular game against Chattanooga? Well,
0: I'm sure it was talked about a lot during this week, and you got Mississippi State coming up. but let's stay here. I mean, they dominated BYU last week. If they come out tonight in the first half and they dominate Chattanooga, It could be very easy for some of these guys to kind of start wondering, well, all right, can't wait for an SEC play. But one of the things that Coach O has done is really create competition. I mean, every job is up to grab. They're constantly evaluating it. Um, How about even on Monday where, and when I say every job, every job, even kickoff the kickoff. And they didn't like the fact that they weren't getting out of the end, so there, there wasn't enough touchdowns. So everybody's job is on the line. And because there is that type of competition that's being developed within the team, and you had so many guys just in that game last week because of suspension. I mean, you can't let up if you're a player. If you, if you do, you're going to fly down on that depth chart.
2: As a, And look, Jeff, as a former player, I'm, I'm one of those guys I love to see when a coach does that. He wants to play whoever's the best guy. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your last name is. It doesn't matter where you came from. He just wants you to be the very best that you can be on the field. With that being said, I, I think we kind of know what young guys are going to be playing on defense. How much do you think Oak, uh, Clyde Hilaire and Miles Brennan get to play tonight? I think,
0: uh, I think we'll see a lot of Clyde Edwards-Eler. I don't think we're going to see 25-plus touches for Darius Geis in this game. I would think it would be more in the 10 to 15 range if LSU is able to put this thing away. So mm-hmm. a little bit more of Clyde Edwards-Eler and probably some more of Nick Brousset. And then I, I would think at least Etling uh, goes on a way uh, gets the first series after halftime. Again, this is just LSU is in command. Uh, let's face it, we're already seeing a couple of that season struggle with SEC opponents today. Granted, Ole Miss and Kentucky does, does not have the talent as LSU, but you never know for both a strange game. But if LSU's in command, I see that we at least playing uh, one series in the third quarter, and they turn it over to Miles Brennan. I think the other thing that last week taught you in college football is that starting quarterback, you can go down at a blink of an eye. Florida State, Texas A&M, Georgia, all our starting quarterbacks last week due to injuries, and that can happen to Danny Etling, too. So you got to make sure Miles Brennan is prepared if that does occur this season.
1: Jeff Palermo. Jeff, what game did you have last night?
0: I had De Salle in St. Augustine, and I tell you what, Julian Gump is a terrific high school quarterback. Uh, and Dale Salle is really good. Uh, Ryan yes, Williams, they are. He's been able to do that uh, in his six seasons at that school. He's friends of it. Tell you what, Division II is up for grabs this year with the likes of St. Charles Baptist. We got a big win last night over Dead Man. Uh, St. Thomas More, Parkview Baptist, and you throw Baylor College. That is going to be a fun bracket to watch once we get into November and December.
1: Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisa Network Sports Director at Jeff Palermo L R N on Twitter. Jeff, as always, thank you so much. Enjoy the game this evening.
0: All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate
1: it. All right, All thank right, you so Jeff. much, Jeff. And the LSU Tigers returning home tonight. Uh, Herb to Death Valley. It's been what, a while, man. What was it like, Herb? <laughs> your your first game in here, regardless if you if you played or not. The first time you suited up and you came through the, sh- the, sh- the shoot over there, what was that like?
2: You know, I'm trying to remember that because um, the, the the first game was actually at Texas A&M, mm-hmm. so I didn't want any part of that. I yeah. tell you that I wasn't was ready for that. Yeah. No, we won. The, I think we won. The, we won the game, but I wasn't ready for that personally. But I got you. The first time that I was actually in the stadium um, was um, I can't remember what game it was. It was either fourth or fifth game of the season because at shirt. I originally shirt. I got you. So but I do remember being in the stadium and just just getting chills. Now I, the first time that I started in the stadium against North Texas right That was a whole different animal because then now you're you know you you are the man at this right. point everybody's looking at you. You got 80,000 people in the mm-hmm. stands saying, what are you going to do now? But were you um, so
1: focused? You didn't really like, you was kind of like, just I'm on my mind's on the game. Well, I always you play like that.
2: Always play like that. I've never, I, I, it's, it's a weird thing. Like I only hit a crowd when I'm on the sideline. Okay, I, I never hit a crowd when I, even if I'm away, I never hit a crowd when I'm on, on the actual field because you're so dialed in. If if you're not dialed in, if you hit a, the, the fans or anything else, the band or other people having conversations right. and stuff, then you're not, you know, you're not dialed into what you need to, you know, to, to be able to handle that sort of pressure to be successful
1: you. at that I point. got you. That's Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellabere. We'll take a timeout, and when we come back, we'll take a look at some notes. LSU's got some streaks still going. Of course, though, all those freshmen that played last week and the sixth longest non-conference win streak of all time in a home venue. LSU looking to keep that alive tonight. And what the Tigers do when they don't allow a 100-yard rusher and they rush for over 100 yards, it is uh, it's perfect. We'll continue here. Count you down to LSU and UT Chattanooga on Tiger Radio. 639 kickoff tonight on WWL. And welcome back. Along with former LSU great Herb Tyler, I'm Deke Bellavia. The LSU Tigers return to Death Valley tonight in home openers. The Tigers are 97, 21 and 4 in home openers. And that is overall LSU. And of course, yes, 69, 19 and 4 in the Tiger Stadium. This is a coach O's. Let's see. Third, three, two. This will be his sixth game in uh, Tiger Stadium tonight coaching the LSU Tigers. And we just said earlier, to Herb, the LSU Tigers had the sixth longest non-conference home winning streak of all time, a victory. Today we we'll tied them with the University of Miami, and they have a chance to move within the top four. Herb, this is all time in the history of college football, and you have to go way back to the 1800s. Hmm. Harvard still has that streak at 55. So you're looking, if you're counting LSU, you have, okay, this one, Syracuse. And Troy, so mm-hmm. three this year, and you'd probably have three next year. Uh, you're a couple years away if you could keep that streak alive. And it looks like that one might last a while. her going back to the 1800s, that's a long, that's a long, long time. time. Especially when you think about now how teams are, the way college football is gravitating more toward uh, kind of moving away from the quote-unquote cupcake or whatever type of game right. you want to call them where they have big home games because it just it's more of a plus revenue ratings mm-hmm. everything so this could be one that sticks around a while and also I uh, heard we talk about some of the things with the Tigers it doesn't get any better than perfect LSU is 69 and 0 Herb when they rush for 100 yards and they hold their opponent less than 100 yards in their last 155 games. 69 and oh. Well,
2: that's the key, man. I mean, you think about yeah. it. If you can rush the ball, that means you're controlling the clock, right? And you you're getting first downs and and you're making touchdowns or at mm-hmm. least getting field goals. So, and then when Resting you are in that defense. Right, and then you can stop if you can stop everyone from rushing the ball, um then you can make, you know, you can prevent them from getting into that red zone area and having an opportunity to score. Now, when you start talking about, you know, if if you have um, a, a team that was balanced like the, the Florida teams back in the day when they had right. Danny Waffle and um, Fred Taylor and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That, you know, then, you, then you're talking something different. But, um, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if, if you can hold every team to under 100 yards and rush for over 100-plus, um, you have an opportunity to win the game, and obviously the stats see, you know, speak for themselves at 69-0.
1: No doubt about it. All right, let's take a look. First, a look at our early college football scoreboard. Of course, these are some uh, noon and 11 o'clock kickoffs right now. Number eight, Michigan over Cincinnati in the third. This is 24-14. Uh, to 14. Also, it is number nine, Wisconsin, 31-14 to 14 in the fourth over Florida Atlantic. Number 17, Louisville leads North Carolina in Chapel Hill, 33-28. to 28. Kansas State, 48-7 to 7 mm. over Charlotte. Duke all over Northwest. Than 38 to 10, that is in the fourth. West Virginia 56 to 13 over East Carolina, also in the third. Uh, It is Maryland over Townsend 63 to 14. Uh, Kentucky bouncing back. They now lead Eastern Kentucky 24 to 16. Kentucky got a scare last week on the road at Southern Miss. O Miss on top of UT Martin going into the fourth, 38 to 16. In the Battle of Iowa, Iowa State leads Iowa 31 to 21. Georgia Tech over Jacksonville State 30 to 10. I like that. Yes. Big Forest leads B.C. Boston College 21-7 at the break. Colorado 7-0 over Texas State. That is in the second. Florida State in Louisiana Monroe was canceled due to Hurricane Irma. Likewise was Miami at Arkansas State. South Florida, Connecticut. North Colorado at Florida. All those canceled. Uh, Later tonight, uh, this afternoon, a 2.30 kickoff. Alabama at home at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa against Fresno State. The Battle of Pennsylvania. Last year, Pitt popped Penn State. One of their uh, two losses on the season. Pitt beat uh, Penn State mm-hmm. and Clemson a year ago. And uh, they're battling today, the but today's in Beaver Stadium in Happy Valley. That's coming up at 2.30. Delaware is at Virginia Tech. TCU is at Arkansas. Tulane visits Navy in the AAC opener for both of those ball clubs and also in uh, state college football. Today it is Southern at Southern Miss. It is uh, Grambling at, uh, taking on Northwestern State. And a very interesting one we talked about, Texas A&M, is entertaining. Nickel State and also one Herb. Louisiana Tech and Mississippi State. That's a good one. We'll have to keep an eye on that because that is LSU's next opponent next Saturday in Starkville, Mississippi
2: state i like latex chances with that game i really do
1: i do too herb we'll take a time out come back and get you set for hour number two count you down to lsu and university of tennessee chattanooga right here on tiger radio wwl all right a lot to get to hour number one is in the books and coming up in hour number two we'll get a little more familiar with some of the big games that are happening tonight we'll take a peek at that clemson and Auburn game, because Auburn is uh, coming to uh, Death Valley. This Death Valley, later in the season, is one of LSU's Western opponents. And also, we'll take a look tonight at that big one between USC and Stanford. We've got a guy who knows a little bit about Stanford football to give us his take on that. The gentleman sitting next to me, Mr. Herb Tyler. All that yet to come, plus, we'll get familiar with lsu's next opponent tonight behind enemy lines we'll go and find out who are the mocks of university of tennessee chattanooga it's tiger tailgate counting down to lsu and utc here on
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds